So um, today we're going to be t- finishing up our series, Power, Peace, and Provision. Woo! Got to shake it out. Can y'all shake it out? Um, we just want to welcome anybody who is watching online. If you're watching online, please drop something in the chat. Let us know you're there. If there is anything we can pray for you about or interact with you through the sermon, please do that, and we have people there to connect with you. Um, so, I'm so excited. So, I have a question for you guys. We're just like, we're going to dive in, okay? When you hear the word provision, what do you think of? Food. Okay, my first thought is money. Am I the only one that thinks that? When we hear the word that Lord provides for us, his provision, I automatically think of financially. He provides for me financially. And that's just kind of like where my head goes. Um, So today is actually really special because almost today, exactly two years ago, I stepped back on the stage. Um, my first time preaching since having Xander, and today is my first time back on the stage since having Bodie. So it is a super special day. We had to um, battle through this week. I needed the Lord's provision this week because I got pink eye two days ago, just randomly. Bodie like started having like crazy fever and like had no other symptoms. Was just super feverish and it was restless nights. It was just a lot, and so. The Lord really knew placing me to bring y'all this message today is that I was going to need his provision this week. (laughs) This week leading up to today is because I didn't need his provision financially, even though I will receive it, but I needed his provision spiritually and mentally and physically um, to get to Sunday. And I just want to encourage you guys, if we have been battling sickness in our family since literally like Christmas, and, you know, we can chalk up sickness to by chance. Like, we're just, we're just getting sick because it's going around. Or where everybody's getting sick because COVID happened two years ago and everybody's still just dealing with it. But I want to encourage you, you need to recognize the scheme of the enemy. When something is coming against your family back to back to back, there is something the enemy doesn't want you to do or there's something he doesn't want you to achieve. And so that's when you have to lean in on the Lord's provision. Okay, you have to lean in on him sustaining you mentally, physically, and emotionally to do what he's called you to do. And so God just knew that today was the day that I was going to be talking about this because I needed his provision all week. <laughs> Anybody else? I needed it. So um, I hope you guys are doing good. We have just, we're starting on week three of our fast. So I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you're learning. I hope you're growing. Um, And so I'm excited that we're going to dive into the Lord's provision this week. So over the past two weeks, we have been reminded that God, through the Holy Spirit, empowers us to be witnesses for Jesus Christ, right? He empowers us to go and be a witness. He empowers us to open up our our mouth and to speak the gospel and to show love and to be loved to other people. Then we've also talked about last week um, the peace of God and how he enables us to walk in peace that surpasses all understanding regardless of what our situation looks like, regardless of what we're facing or what we're going through. And so today we're going to just like dive into um, the provision of God and that God provides everything we need to do everything he's called us to do. So we're going to look at that first point this morning. Um, The first point is the provision of God is not financial or physical. It is supernatural. 
It is supernatural. It is a supernatural provision that supplies everything we need. Y'all, I want y'all to say this next word with me. Strategically. Strategically as we need it. It is a provision that creates an overflow and an abundance in our lives, empowering us to be the most generous people on the planet. And so I told y'all that the first thing I think about it when I hear the word provision is finances. Um, and, you know, yes, God does provide in our finances. He provides um, physically, our physical needs as well. But I really want y'all to, to look at the spiritual provision that God provides supplies everything that we need strategically when we need it. And so he knew strategically this week Jessica was going to need faith to speak healing over herself. The Holy Spirit knew that I was going to need the provision physically, the Lord to sustain me physically, so I could be here. I had in on standby. I was like, babe, you need to be on standby to preach just in case this pink eye ain't gone. Because I was rebuking that stuff. Get out of my eyeball. Go away. That was supposed to be funny, but whatever. <laughs> We're going to have fun. We're going to learn today, okay? We're going to look at Philippians 4, 18 through 20. This morning, it says, At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Ephrodites. They are sweet-smelling sacrifices that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this same God who takes care of me will supply, what? All your needs from his glorious riches, which has been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. So, that last part of that point says that provision creates an overflow and abundance in our lives that empowers us to be the most generous people on the planet. So, I want you to ask yourself, and I'm going to let you rate yourself. If you had to rate your generosity as a Christian, as a person, what would you rate yourself from a 1 to 10? Where would you put your generosity? Okay? Is your generosity dependent on how others treat or serve you? Is your generosity dependent on how your spouse treats or serves you? Is your generosity dependent on how your extended family treats or serves you? Is your generosity dependent on how your church serves you? The Lord really like made me think, Jessica, how generous are you? Does your generosity depend on other people, how they treat you, how they love you, how they respond to you, how they receive you? So I really had to ask myself that question. And the Lord just gave me this um, analogy. How many of us on Sundays go out to eat? You go, any of y'all? Okay, maybe not. I'm picking Sunday, okay? (laughs) Sunday. After church, we go out to eat, right? Most of us. And what do we have when we go sit down at a restaurant? We have a server. We have someone who serves us. And how many of y'all have had a not-so-good server? So does your tip depend on how they serve you? Okay. Does your tip to them depend on how they serve you? If it does, then we're not living in the the provision of a generous spirit. 
So see, the Lord reminded me, Jessica, it doesn't matter how anyone serves you or treats you or responds to you. You are called to live in the provision of a generous spirit. So are you being generous regardless? I want to be such a blessing to people even when they treat me horribly. I want to bless them. I want them to know that I'm here for them, that I love them, that they can come to me with anything, that I will help them. I will bend over backwards to do what I can do to be there and to, got, to do whatever they need, whether that's spiritually, financially, relationally, singleness, been there, done that. Praise God, I'm not there no more. But guess what? The Lord saw me through it. So God wants to provide all you, all you need, yes, financially and physically, but most importantly, spiritually. He wants you to be so engulfed in his provision that you ooze generosity onto everyone else. I want to be that person when people come up to me and they just rub, you know, we just touch arms or high five or hug. They're going to get the ooze of the spirit on them. They're going to get the ooze of God's spirit. They're going to get the ooze of generosity. Man, she is just generous. Man, she just, she just walks in generosity. She just gives. Whether that's financially or spiritually or whatever it is, that's how I want my life to be. That's how the Lord wants our life to be. He wants us to ooze his generosity onto everyone else because guess what? He's been very generous to us. Anyone received his generous spirit? Yes. He was generous. He gave his son for us, right? He sent him down to be born of a virgin. I mean, like, died on a cross. Jesus was generous, man. He was generous. The next point we're going to look at. The same God who took care of Paul, David, Daniel, Joseph, Noah, and Elijah takes care of us. So our security comes from his identity. He is a good father and a loving provider. So the same God who provided Paul with food, clothing, strength, boldness, spiritual stamina, and insight to write two-thirds of the New Testament while locked in prison, he'll provide for us. The same God who provided David with opportunities for promotion, position, prestige, and David went on to be, David went from being an unknown shepherd to being the king of Israel. Y'all, the same God will prov- will provide for us. The same God who provided Joseph with favor, wisdom, blessing, patience, and persistence to walk in integrity when no one else around him did is the same God that will provide for us. The same God that provided Daniel with an excellent spirit, with wisdom and discernment and protection from the lion's den and the ability to interpret dreams and visions is the same God who will provide for you. The same God that provided Noah with a blueprint for an unsinkable floating fortress. Y'all, he provided him with the strength and the discipline to build a boat that took approximately 75 years. 75 years is the same God who will provide for you. The same God that provided Elijah with power, faith, boldness to confront the false prophets of his day and call fire down from heaven and also with food during a famine, literally the first DoorDash delivery. And it would be called Ravens R Us. Supposed to be funny. Is the same God who will provide for you. So our security 
comes from his identity. God is a good father and a loving provider. And he is the same God that he was then. The same God that he, is, he was then, he is now. So if you'll notice everything that God provided Paul and Elijah and Noah with wasn't financial. Did y'all notice that? It was spiritual fruit that they needed. God provided them with spiritual things. Because when we are filled with a spiritual provision, God adds the financial and the physical along with it. If we will operate in the spiritual provision of the Lord, then he'll add the financial and he'll add the physical stuff along with it. Paul then goes on to say, the same God who took care of me will supply all your needs. So I'm just going to be share with you guys some of the things that the Lord has used his provision in our personal lives. So the Westbrooks, the Lord provided us strength to date and stay pure. The Lord provided us with wisdom to remain faithful with our tithe, even when it was tight. The Lord provided us with boldness to say yes, to speak and teach whenever asked. The Lord provided us with faith to believe for $10,000, not only for one home birth, but two. The Lord provided us with confidence to step out in faith and be pastors of a church, even being young. The Lord is providing us with confidence and belief to believe that we're going to bring in home from his full-time job this year. The Lord's provided us with boldness to speak the truth, to speak the truth regardless of popularity. The same God that provide, has provided those things for us can provide those things for you. The next point we're going to look at. The word simply means to be filled, full, lacking nothing. God is the God of more than enough. More than enough. I'm going to pause right there. So when we were um, pregnant with Xander, uh, we had decided we were going to do a home birth, which means we have our babies at home with midwives and no doctors or medicine is there. And um, so the Lord told me, because we needed $5,000, and he's like, Jessica, I want you to believe, I want you to have some crazy faith to believe that I'm going to provide you with $5,000. And I said, okay, God, I'll believe you. He said, I'm going to, I felt in my spirit that he said, I'm going to give you opportunities to do more hair, because I'm a cosmetologist, but you didn't know. I'm going to give you opportunities to do more hair, and I'm going to give Ian opportunities to move up in his business, and I'm just going to give you all more opportunities, and I want you to do your part and save what you can save. And then I felt the Lord say, I'm going to have two people give you $1,000. And I was like, okay, God, that seems real big, real big. And so, okay, we believed, I prayed. And we were actually doing this while we were fasting. And I was like, all right, God, I trust you. I believe that you're going to provide what we need when we need it. And, y'all, it did not fail. Not two people, but three people. We don't know who they are. Left $1,000 each somewhere randomly months before we had Xander. Is that not crazy? We don't know who they are. 
but $1,000 in cash three separate times. God is the God of more than enough, right? If you will believe him when he says, hey, trust me, whatever you're believing, whatever you're asking for, trust me. I'll provide for you. Now you just walk in faith and generosity. And he'll provide more than enough. More than enough. And guess what? We had more than enough to pay our midwives to have Xander home. And guess what? We believed again. I said, all right, Lord, you already done it once, so I know you can do it again. Okay? Because we pay out of pocket to have our babies at home. And guess what? He did again. He provided more than we needed. Okay. Let's hop back in. So it says, the word simply means filled, full, lacking nothing. God is the God of more than enough. His generosity is intended to breed generosity, a generous spirit within us. God supplies more than we need, so we have the seed to continue to multiply the harvest. So guess what? God has provided more, God provided and continues to provide more than we need in our lives. So we can plant seeds of generosity. God isn't blessing you financially, spiritually, or physically so you can hoard it. Okay? God is blessing you so you can be generous. So you can be generous and continue to see God's kingdom multiply. All these things work together. When we are filled strategically with the provision of God, we now have generous seeds to plant into other people. If we were not being filled with a but if we are not being filled with a strategic provision of God, then we won't have seeds to plant into other people. So I can tell you this from personal experience. There was a time where I was just like, okay, me, 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 Lord. Me, 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 me. What can I get? What can I do? What can you bless me with? And guess what? <laughs> I didn't have, I was so stingy. I didn't have no seeds to plant in anybody else. And I didn't want to plant seeds in anybody else either. And the Lord's provision didn't come. Because I was being stingy with what was given to me. So I remember working in uh, the salon. Uh, I worked in a salon in Huntsville, and I wasn't. I was tithing like randomly, and I was just mad and ill at work. Like God, why aren't you sending me more clients? Like why aren't you sending me more people? And He said, "Because you're being stingy." I'm like, "What do you mean I'm being stingy? Like I am not a stingy person, Lord." <laughs> But he was like, you have people sitting in your chair that need to hear about me, and you're not sharing. I said, okay, but I don't want to be that weird girl. <laughs> I worked with a bunch of older older people, and, uh, and they were all just, you know, living their life. And I was already weird because I was the young one in there and spunky and all that kind of stuff. But like, I don't want to be the weird one. Because we didn't have, like, booths sectioned out. We were literally, like, all beside each other. So when you're talking to somebody sitting in your chair, everyone else is hearing what you're saying. And I'm like, okay, Lord, all right. 
Not only am I going to put you to the test with being faithful with my tithes, but I'm going to put you to the test with when you give me an opportunity to pray over someone, to speak healing over someone, to speak encouragement over someone, to speak love over someone, to invite someone to church, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. And guess what? I struggled a little bit. I stumbled a little bit. But I did it. And then guess what happened? God literally kept putting more people and 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 more people in my chair. And then guess what happened? He kept laying it on their heart to provide for me financially. Whoa. So I was faithful with his provision in the spiritual realm to care for these people's souls. And he provided the financial provision that I needed. And guess what? I started giving more. I started tithing more than I've ever tithed. And just, all right, Lord, I got an extra $100. Who do you want me to bless with it? All right, Lord, who else are you going to put in my chair? What do they need to hear? I had one guy who was um, Mormon. And he used to go to someone else to cut his hair, but... He said, I heard you talking about God and stuff, and, you know, I believe in God. And he's like, so I wanted you to cut my hair. And I was like, okay, cool. So we start sitting, start talking, and the Lord just starts opening up doors for me to just minister truth. And guess what? After I left that hair salon, he messaged me and was like, hey, I want to I thank you for speaking truth to me about Jesus. You know, I didn't realize all the lies I hadn't believed about my faith. Whoa. See, if we will just operate in the strategic provision of the Lord spiritually, and we will give to people generously and not be afraid or scared, and maybe you are afraid or scared. I was afraid or scared. I was like, oh, God, okay. What am I going to say? Holy Spirit, fill my mouth because I need you to provide the words. <laughs> I need you to provide the words, and he did. He provided the words. And so what I'm getting at is God is the God of more than enough, right? And he wants to provide for you abundantly, and he wants that to breed a generous spirit in you. So you can just plant seeds into other people. Um, the Apostle Paul describes this super clearly in 2 Corinthians 9, so we're going to read that together. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 12, it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in re response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever, for God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great har harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And then when, you then when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two things happen 
Two things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of believers in Jerusalem and Holly Pond will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. So the Lord says two things happen when we, when we operate in a spirit of generosity. We get to bless other people, and then guess what? Because, of our, because we have given them a gift, now what are they going to do? They're going to, thank you, God, for meeting our need. You use someone else to meet our need, and I can't count how many times people have said, have said that when we've blessed them or when someone has blessed us. Like, thank you, God, that you met our need. So what are we doing? We're being generous. We're pointing people back to Jesus because in our own self, in our own flesh, we don't want to be generous. We don't. Our, the Word tells us that our flesh and our spirit are fighting against each other. So our flesh wants to be stingy and hoard and hold on to everything, but the Spirit of God wants us to give it. He wants us to give it. So the standard of our living is determined by our giving. The standard of your living and my living is determined by our giving. You know, and even the world understands this. The richest people are the biggest givers. And we think because they are rich, they are generous. But the law of the Spirit says they are rich because they are generous. Paul said you and I get to decide how much we give. We determine the size of our harvest by the amount of our seed. You and I get to determine the size of our harvest by the amount of the seed that we plant. So, let's break it down. If you want to grow financially, you must give financially to the needs of others. If you want to spiritually grow, you must sow into the spiritual needs of others. If you want to physically grow, you must give to the physical needs of others. If you want to grow in your business, then you must give to other businesses. What you sow into others is a direct link of what will be sown into you. Whoa. When the Lord gave me that nugget, I was like, mm, that's good. So, Lord, you're telling me what I sow into others physically, spiritually, financially, is what's going to be sown back into me. So if I'm not being generous, then I'm not going to get sown into. And we don't do it because we want to get stuff. But the Lord says, because you're faithful and being generous with what I've given you, I'm going to bless you with more so you can continue to do what I've called you to do. So I want you to ask yourself this question. What are you sowing? Or are you sowing at all? What are you sowing? Or are you sowing at all? This is something the Lord really challenged me on this year. Um, my word for this year is purposeful steps. And the Lord told me, I want you to take purposeful steps in your family in your marriage, in your ministry, and in your relationships. And so I said, okay, Lord, and I made a plan. Okay, well, I'm not just going to receive that word and just it'll happen when it happens. Right? When the Lord gives you a word, you need to sit down and you need to make a plan. How am I going to do this? Lord, how do you want me to do this? So relationally, Lord, how do you want me to invest in my relationships? So I made a plan. 
and I've been working it. And I've been seeing some fruit. I've been seeing some fruit. Not big leaps and bounds, but small things. And I'm like, all right, Lord, I see what you told me. I'm being purposeful with how I'm reaching out. And people are responding. So that's good. That's a win. Go, Jesus. That's a win. So you need to make a plan of how you're going to be generous. Because I'm at home with two boys, and they're super, super busy. And so I don't have my phone a whole lot like I did when I was uh, not, didn't have, I wasn't a mother, okay? I didn't have children. Um, And so for me to purposely have a conversation and a text conversation or getting on the phone is a sacrifice. Because I'm taking time away from my boys, or they're screaming and yelling in the background, wanting me to do something. (laughs) So, okay, Lord. I'm going to make a plan. And so he gave me a plan. And I've been, and he, it, it's a realistic plan. Okay? It's not a crazy out there plan. I want you to meet with someone every single day of the week. It's a, hey, at nine o'clock, I want you to text her and ask her how you can be praying for her. What can you do to help her? Hey, I want you to text and check up on so and so. They weren't at church. Just text them, and then when you can respond, you can respond. But I want you to be on purpose every single day, every day of the week, to text these people. Okay. So how are you being generous? Are you sowing? Are you not sowing? We really need to ask ourselves, what are you sowing? Because what you sow, we know you get back. Right, so if I'm sowing generosity into all these different areas, then I'm going to receive that back. But if I'm sowing discord or gossip or offense, guess what? I'm going to get that back. Okay? It works both ways, good and bad. It works both ways. So I want you to really ask yourself, what are you sowing? Or are you sowing at all? The next point is, The word need means necessity, but it also means our employment or business. It is the work we are called to do, so everybody doesn't get the same thing, but we all get everything we need to fulfill the work God has called us to. So we all don't get the same amount of provision because we are all called to a different work, but everyone gets everything they need to fulfill that work. Listen, we all hold a different position in life, right? We all work at different jobs, or we all do different things. We all hold a different position. And with a different position comes different provisions. Okay? So in one position, you need lots of patience. Okay? But someone else is in a different position, and they need lots of boldness. Okay? No position is greater than the other. They're all needed. And every position holds a different provision. And that provision is strategically there because you need it. Okay? 
You holding your position generously is the key to unlocking God's provision. You holding your position where God has planted you in this season is key to unlocking God's provision in this season. So what's the area of provision that you need? I want you to identify it and then start being generous in that area to other people. And then I want to watch I want you to watch God's provision show up. So what's the area that you need God's provision? Is it is it financially? Is it spiritually? Is it physically? Is it mentally? Identify it and then start being generous the the thing that you need, start being generous to other people in that thing. And God will pour that back into you. Psalms 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And then Psalms 1, 6 says, For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So I want us to think about Joseph. Joseph held many different positions. So Joseph, um, God blessed the works of his hands and the fruits of his labor. God blessed him as a son, and he found favor with his father. God blessed him as a servant, and he found favor with his master. God blessed him as a prisoner, and he found favor with the jailer. God blessed him as a farmer slash financial provider, and he found favor with Pharaoh to rule a nation. So it didn't matter the position that Joseph held. He just honored God, and God honored him. So it doesn't matter what position you currently hold, or maybe the position you're fixing to step into, as long as you honor God in that position and you live in a generous spirit, he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. Let's read Genesis 39, 2 through 4. It says, Then the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had, he put under his authority. Genesis 39, 21 through 23 says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of his keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made prosper. Genesis 4, 38 through 40 says, And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all the people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. That just shows us it doesn't matter your position. It didn't matter Joseph's position. He just honored God. God showed up. 
and he gave him he gave him positions and and gave him all authority How you operate in your position determines the provision you receive. So if Joseph would have been like in the prison, if he would have just been doing his own thing, not caring about anybody else, not sharing the gospel, just whatever, just sitting and sulking, sitting and sulking, sitting and sulking, he would have not found favor with the guard and then been put in charge of all the prisoners to do whatever he said for them to do. So guess what? Let's sing and worship to the Lord. What? If Joseph would have just been a regular servant in the house of Pharaoh, the Lord would have not put him in charge of Pharaoh's household. Pharaoh said, here you go, here's all authority. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. So if you're just going about your position and just checking things off your list and not doing it with honor and generosity, no provision will come. But if you hold your position with purpose of being generous to others, then the provision will come. Does that make sense to y'all? Our last point for today. The concept is simple. God wants to bless you. He is our provider. When we honor God with our lives, our work, and our worship, we position ourselves to experience his provision over every area, over every area of our lives. The truth is every good and perfect gift comes from above, and God blesses everyone. But sin and rebellion causes us to squander the blessing of God and live in a lack instead of provision. James 1, 16-17 says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, with whom he is no variation or shadow in turning. Matthew 5 44 through 45 says, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Proverbs 10:22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. So understand this, there is, there is a socialistic mentality in our world today that says the only way to have enough is through equality. Equal. It has to be equal. But God is the God of more than enough. Me being rich doesn't make you poor, and you being rich doesn't make me poor. It doesn't. Because guess what? We all hold a different position, and with different positions come different provisions. And so just because you're not where I am doesn't mean you're spiritually poor or mentally poor or physically poor. And just because I'm not where you are doesn't mean I'm poor in those areas. It just means we hold a different position, different position and we're operating in different provision. So 
Are you living in lack? If you're lacking, then we need to examine our hearts and we need to identify if there's a sin separating us from the provision of God or if it's a lack of generosity. Maybe you're not lacking, okay? But maybe you're squandering the blessing of God. You're wasting it. You're wasting what he's given you on material or worldly things. So you're not using your gifts and your talents for his kingdom. You're squandering his blessings. I got good news, though, for both of these things. Whether we're living in lack and there's a sin separating us from the blessing of God, or either if it's because we're not living in a generous spirit, or maybe we're lacking because we're wasting the blessing. Guess what? There's hope. All we got to do, all we got to do is repent. God, please forgive me for not living in a generous spirit. God, please forgive me for squandering the gifts that you've put inside of me. Please forgive me. And then guess what? You got to get up and just start honoring God with your gift. Start being generous. And he'll fill you with his provision in every area of your life. I know from, I can say that from experience. In before we got, before me and Ian met, and before even while we were dating, God, the Lord just kept showing up. Kept showing up. All right, God, we're going to stay faithful. Whether it gets hard, whether it's easy, we're just going to stay faithful. We're just going to stay faithful. We're just going to stay faithful. And y'all, there were some hard times but we're just going to stay faithful and he provides every single time whether that was healing that I needed this week whether that was financially when Ian's car broke down we were only married a year and had to clean out our savings account and that was really hard for me (laughs) to do but God provided God provides in every area. So I'm going to pray over us. I hope that the Lord spoke to you from something that was said today. I want you to know that he wants to provide for you in every area of your life. And he can. We have to be willing to take the steps in honoring him and being generous not squandering what he's given us not being self-focused so today maybe you realize and you identified an area in your life that you're not operating in generosity maybe the Lord showed it to you and you want to change that then I want you to raise your hand and I'm going to pray over you. There's an area in your life that the Lord identified. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for these hands, God. I pray right now, God, as they have identified an area, God, where they're struggling to be generous and operate in what you've called them to operate in. God, I pray that you would bless them. God, I pray, God, that as they leave here today, God, that they would write down a plan of how they're going to be generous in that area whether that is every single day, whether that is every other day, whether that's once a week, whether that's 
however, Lord, you laid out that you would speak to them and give them that plan. God, so they can walk in generosity. God, so they can plant seeds in other people, not to get your blessing back, God, but to advance your kingdom. God, to see your kingdom multiply. God, and I thank you that as they do that out of a pure heart, God, that you would, you would just pour in your provision over them. And you would bless them as they honor you in these areas of their life, Lord. Maybe today as I was talking, you realize that you don't have a relationship with Jesus. That Jesus isn't Lord of your life. And let me tell you, when Jesus isn't Lord of your life, you can't, it's hard to be generous because our flesh is our master. So maybe you realize that your flesh is your master and you're squandering the gifts and the talents that the Lord's placed in you. And you want to change that today. You want to be a person that oozes generosity regardless of the season or position that you're in. And if your heart is beating outside of your chest or your palms are really sweaty, that's the Holy Spirit calling you. Those are just some signs that the Holy Spirit is calling your name. And if you want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and walk in that generosity in every area of your life, then I want you to raise your hands today. The Lord sees you. He knows you. So I'm going to lead us all in a prayer this morning, okay? And I want, every, I want us all to re- repeat it together. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me, to come into my heart and make me a new person. Create in me a generous spirit that honors you in every position. Holy Spirit, I invite you in to lead me and to guide me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you guys. Y'all hope y'all have a blessed rest of your Sunday, and we will see you guys tonight at our ARAP campus for worship. And then next Sunday, we are breaking fast together with a breakfast after service. So y'all make sure to plan on hanging around uh, next Sunday after church. We love you guys.